Welcome to the Littles Love Learning Podcast, the place to be if you want to teach your child to read and write correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. My name's Erin, and I'm a former classroom teacher with my master's degree in early childhood education and over 15 years experience. And although I'm no longer in the classroom full-time, I spend my days subbing, tutoring, volunteering, and working with students on their literacy skills. I am passionate about helping parents like you understand how kids learn to read and write in the right way, because yes, there is a right way. Each week, we'll tackle the most important topics in early literacy, including the best way to teach letters and sounds, the difference between sight words and high-frequency words, and why spelling and handwriting should not be skipped. Are you ready to help your child become a strong reader? Then let's dive into today's episode. One of the areas I'm most passionate about as a literacy educator is the fact that we need parents and families and caretakers and schools to work together to best support our kids when it comes to reading. It cannot be the case that schools are teaching reading all by themselves anymore. We have tried that and it doesn't work. We absolutely need parents, caretakers, and families, and schools to be working together on this journey to get our children to learn how to read correctly and effectively. In case you don't know me, my name is Erin. I'm from littleselflearning.com. I'm a former teacher. I'm also a sub and a tutor, and I spend my days teaching parents and teachers how to teach little ones to read correctly and effectively based on the science of reading. And today I am here to advocate for parent support for teaching children to read and supporting the teachers at home because teachers have such a difficult job. Now, I have heard some pushback on this where there are some parents and families who feel like when they send their child to school, it is the school's job to educate them. It is the teacher's job to teach them reading because parents are very busy working full-time jobs, having lots of things going on in their own lives, taking their kids to activities after school. And a lot of times that means that reading and supportive reading at home gets pushed to the bottom of the barrel, the bottom of the list. And I am here to help bring that reading support at home up to the top, but not only supporting your child on their reading journey at home, but doing it in an effective way, not a, a way that's wasting time. And why do I think this is so important? Well, I looked up some statistics and these are recent as of 2022. In 2022, the average reading scores at both fourth grade and eighth grade decreased by three points compared to 2019. So from 2019 to 2022, reading scores have decreased. So we are on the wrong trend. We are going down and not up. In 2022, 37% of fourth graders performed below basic in reading and 29% performed at basic. That means 33% of fourth graders were proficient. These are stats from the United States and these are absolutely unacceptable. To have 33% of fourth graders reading proficiently is not okay especially in a country where we have so much research, so much knowledge about how kids learn to read. The science of reading is a body of research that spans decades. We absolutely know how brains learn to read and it is not being implemented correctly in many schools. And part of that reason, 
there's lots of reasons for it. But part of that reason that a lot of kids are struggling is parents also don't have this information at home. We parents, my generation and older, we had a different way of being taught reading. And so we, supporting our kids at home, are supporting them the way we learned, which is absolutely not the best way to support kids to learn how to read. So it's really important that we get parents on board, which is why I am filming this video, parents on board to support teachers what they're doing in the classroom and to make sure everything is aligned with the science of reading. Now there's one more thing I wanted to share with you before we dive in, and that is a quote by Albert Einstein. I love this quote because it says, we can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. Right now, there is a literacy crisis in our country. We cannot solve this literacy crisis by using the same thinking that we use to get into the problem. We absolutely have to make a change. A lot of schools and districts and states are heading in the right direction with the science of reading, but I think the other change we need to make is to fully get parents on board, understanding the science of reading and how they can support their children at home. Teachers are burnt out, especially after COVID, but even before. Teacher pay is low, teacher morale is low. The responsibilities and the expectations on teachers is so high and the support is usually so low. A lot of teachers do not have parent volunteers or aides or training in new curriculums that they're being asked to teach. There is a lot going on in the world of education. What I think parents can do to best support their child's teacher is to help their child at home, making sure that they are focusing on the most important things to help their child become a strong reader and not just rely on the school. Teachers want help from parents. They want parents to help correctly and effectively. And that's what I am here to do, to share with parents how you can help correctly and effectively to help your child's teacher. Okay, so let's dive in because I want to share five ways that you can support your child's teacher by helping your child at home. The first way you can support your child's teacher is very, very simple. In kindergarten and usually first grade, students come home with a lot of papers. <laughs> They're not usually doing many things on the computer yet, so there's a lot of papers that come home. Instead of just recycling those papers when they first come home, take one moment and go through those papers with your child. When they come home, go through them. Tell me about this activity. I see you trace the number 10. How do you make a number 10? Tell me about this activity. I see you did a letter sort and you were sorting the sounds mm and n. Tell me which pictures you put on each side. Takes no time at all. I currently have a son as of this recording in kindergarten and this is what we do every week. When his papers come home once a week, we sit down and we go through them and he just talks to me about his papers and what he did in school. I'm seeing what sounds they're practicing, what letters they're practicing, the handwriting that's coming home, and we're just having that brief conversation about it. And then I recycle it. <laughs> I'm not saving all of those worksheets. There's no need. I do save the super cute stuff. But just sitting down and talking with your child about their work from school that's coming home is really showing them that you are on the same page with their teacher, that you're a team and you're working together so that you are best supporting them. As a child, they feel so valued. They see that their work has value and that you are impressed and proud and that they can talk about what they did in school. 
So don't skip this step. Go through the papers, talk to your child about what they're doing in school, and that way, if there is a struggle, you are going to see it earlier than when you see the child's report card or you head to parent-teacher conferences. So once a week, just go through those papers. The second way you can help your child's teacher at home is by practicing handwriting. I know, I know, another video where Erin's mentioning handwriting. I cannot help it. I think teaching handwriting whole group with one teacher and 20 plus students is the most inefficient and ineffective way that you could teach handwriting. I'm sure there are fabulous teachers who have found a way that they can make it work, but practicing handwriting whole group is usually not effective because you're not able to see how the child formed the letter. Maybe you look at their end product and you think, oh yeah, it looks like they made the D correctly. It looks great. But maybe they started with the line instead of starting with the magic C to make the D. Letter formation matters. Letter formation counts. Handwriting counts. There have been studies that have shown that students who struggle with their handwriting struggle more with their writing of sentences and getting their ideas out on paper. And students who have more fluid handwriting are able to get those ideas down more quickly, more fluently, more effortlessly. So handwriting actually impacts the mechanics. The mechanics of handwriting impact writing and the ideas that come along with writing. So I'm gonna say it again. Another way to help your child at home is to work on their handwriting with them. If they are not forming all their letters correctly, that is where you start. Start with the magic C letters, which I also call two o'clock letters. I have a video all about how I teach two o'clock letters. I will link down below. I actually have videos on the correct formation for all of the letters, uppercase and lowercase. I will link all those videos down below, but please, please work with your child on their handwriting especially writing their name. When they go to kindergarten and they start writing their name on every paper, every time they write it incorrectly, that is just another memory in their brain. They're getting motor memory of writing it incorrectly. They are making neural connections in their brain of how to write their name and they're doing it incorrectly. So that becomes a very strong habit. We don't want that. Break it now, help them form their name correctly, help them break that habit so that it's not a bigger problem down the road. So I know another video talking about handwriting, but please, I'm begging you, work with your child on their handwriting at home. The third way you can support your child's teacher at home is by working on the letters and sounds that your child is learning in the classroom, practicing them at home. Now, hopefully your child's teacher is not doing letter of the week because letter of the week is a very inefficient way of teaching reading. I will link my video down below all about why we should not use letter of the week. So you can check that out. But I'm going to assume that your child's teacher is not doing that, fingers crossed. And they're teaching multiple letters and sounds during the week. Could be up to four. That would be amazing. You want to teach letters and sounds in groups and use those letters and sounds in that group to start spelling words, building words, reading words, getting those sounds blended together. So... We don't want to do one letter a week, but whatever the letters and sounds are for that week that they're studying in class, practice those at home. Now, we are very lucky because our kindergarten teachers at our school are such a strong team. They are so ahead of the game and they send out a newsletter every week that shows us the sounds that they're going to be practicing. They use the curriculum foundations, which is a phenomenal curriculum aligned with the science of reading. So we as parents know what sounds they're practicing. They're practicing the sound, the letter, and the letter formation for that letter. 
I am always reviewing those at home with my son. Now, my son is already able to read fluently in kindergarten, but I am still talking to him about those letters and sounds that they're doing in school. I am asking him about the sound, about the letter formation, about the keywords, because I know it's my job to reinforce what is happening in the classroom. If he goes to school and they spend some time on those letters and sounds, and then he comes home, and there's no discussion about it, then there's no connection. He's not making that connection between the importance of what's going on in the classroom with home. When I'm talking to him about what they're doing in school, he can see the value even more. And he can see that I am on the same team with his teacher. If you're not sure what letters and sounds your child's teacher is covering during the week, reach out to them. Ask if there is a scope and sequence that you can follow. Ask if there is a way that you can be informed because you want to reinforce that at home. It doesn't make as much sense if the teacher is talking about the nasal sounds, mm and mm, and you're at home and you're trying to teach t and z and you're on different sounds. It's still beneficial for them to learn those other sounds, but it's even more beneficial when you compare it with what the teacher is doing in the classroom. So reach out to your child's teacher, ask what letters and sounds they're doing per week, and then reinforce that at home. The fourth way you can support your child's teacher at home is by reading to your child daily, talking with them, and helping to build their vocabulary. So on my channel here, I talk a lot about one part of teaching our kids to read, which is word recognition. That's when we're teaching our kids sounds and letters that spell those sounds and blending those sounds together to read and breaking those sounds apart, segmenting them to spell. That is what I mainly focus on. It's a huge part of teaching a child to read. But there is a piece of teaching a child to read, their language comprehension. Having them have a large vocabulary and being able to listen to stories, answer questions about stories, understand context in which words might occur and understanding the nuances of stories, all of that can happen orally and all of that can happen at home. So when you're reading daily to your child and you're talking to them and you are making sure that the experience is interactive with them, that is absolutely going to impact their reading comprehension and their ability to understand words. Now, a part of this, focusing on reading daily and interacting with your child, also has to do with screen time. We as parents need to make the best choices for our kids when it comes to screen time. That will look different for every family, but just a caution, something to consider, that when we are asking our kids to read stories and we're putting it in comparison to using a screen, that that is not fair to the story or the book because it is not going to have the same bells and whistles as screen time. So just be aware of how much screen time your child is getting, what type of screen time your child is getting, and how that is going to impact their reading development because it does have an impact. Every family is going to make the choices best for them, but make sure that you are reading to your child interacting with them, talking with them, helping to build their vocabulary, and that supports the teacher. Now, the fifth way that you can help your child's teacher is by making sure that when you are teaching your child at home, that you are teaching them correctly. I have heard a little bit of pushback from teachers where they say, I wish that the child, the student, 
didn't come into school knowing anything because they learned it wrong or they learned it incorrectly or they have a background in reading that is not the correct way to teach reading because sometimes that can be tricky for teachers to break habits to rewire kids brains in the way that we know that reading should be taught i totally understand that as a teacher i wouldn't want a child to come into my classroom with some of those bad habits formed but what I will say is that if we can get parents teaching their kids at home correctly, that is just going to have a positive impact. It's like a domino effect. If we can get the parents teaching their children at home correctly, and then they come into the classroom and the teacher is teaching the kids correctly, oh my goodness, those literacy scores that I mentioned earlier are absolutely going to change and they are going to skyrocket upward. I have no doubt about it. I absolutely know that it can happen when we have parents and teachers working together and everybody is following the science of reading. So if you would like to work with your child correctly at home based on the science of reading, then what I would like you to do is I would like you to check out my new course. My course is called Play for Reading Success. It is designed specifically for busy parents like you it is designed based on the science of reading. Everything that is in that course is research-backed and research-tested, and it is going to help you help support your child at home, which is going to help support their teacher in the classroom because your child is going to come into school with a background knowledge unlike any other child. Your child is going to come into school knowing exactly what they need to know to soar in kindergarten and first grade and beyond because this course is based on the science of reading. I am packaging everything I know about teaching kids to read and I am handing it to you in a really easily digestible way. I cut out all the fluff because if you know me or if you've been on this channel for a while, you know I do like to talk. I could talk about reading all day long. <laughs> I could talk about all of the technical aspects of teaching kids to read and all the research that's coming out, which is so cool but I cut most of that fluff out because this course is really actionable. Parents do not have the time to sit down and take a university level course on phonology or orthography or how we teach kids to read correctly. You don't have to. All you need are the basics and the actionable steps to get you to your goal. And your goal is to make sure your child can read correctly and effectively, to make sure that they have this strong foundation in literacy so that they can soar in school, they can feel confident and proud, and you can sleep well at night knowing that you don't have to worry about their reading development, that they are absolutely on track, that they are coming in with this strong background knowledge. And honestly, your child's teacher might reach out to you and say, oh my goodness, are you a literacy specialist? How do you know so much about teaching kids to read? And it's so, so cool because that absolutely has happened to parents that I know who have worked with me. I've worked with their children and their child's teacher has said, whoa, you know a lot. Your child knows a lot. This is incredible. This is the greatest gift that you could give your child's teacher, <laughs> even better than an Amazon gift card. Although I know teachers love Amazon gift cards because you are working with your child and making sure that they have that strong foundation and the teacher can build on that. As a teacher, it is so much fun to challenge students. It is so much fun when they come in with that background knowledge that you can build and build and build and see how far you can take them in a year. 
it's so joyful and it just, it creates new opportunities in the classroom that weren't there before previously, that wouldn't be there if all of your students are struggling. Now I am connected with a lot of teachers and I see teachers online and teachers are in a very hard spot right now. A lot of them are feeling burnt out. A lot of them are struggling. A lot of them have kids in their classroom who are coming in without any background knowledge in literacy or they are grades below where they need to be in literacy. And I don't want that for those teachers. I don't want that for your child. I don't ever want you to feel that pain and that struggle and that frustration when your child does not know how to read. And I also don't want it to happen where you send your child to school and everything seems to be going okay and then boom, at a parent-teacher conference, you're told that your child is struggling. Or by the end of the year, you're told that your child has not met all of the requirements for the year. I absolutely want you to have this knowledge so that you can sleep better at night and know that your child is getting what they need in kindergarten. Those fourth grade reading scores do not happen because of fourth grade instruction. They happen because of kindergarten instruction and first grade and second grade and third grade. We cannot blame fourth grade teachers for this. It is absolutely everybody's job to make sure we're teaching our kids correctly. As you can see, I'm very passionate about this because it is so important to me that we get kids learning to read correctly, getting them on the path to reading success and changing the trajectory of our country. It is what I do every day, and I hope that I can inspire you to join me on this journey. So if you're interested in joining the Play for Reading Success course, please check the links below. As of this recording, the course is open, but if you are watching it later, the course might be closed and hopefully opening again soon. But please reach out to me if you have any questions and we can talk more about it. So there you go. Those are my top five ways that you can help your child's teacher at home. You can help support your child's reading development. We can get our country back on track with literacy development. And hopefully in a couple of years, I will be making a very different kind of video where I'll be talking about the amazing success we've had in terms of teaching kids to read and the amazing statistics that our country is showing about kids' proficiency with reading. That is my goal and that is what I'm going to keep working towards every day. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. For more information on helping your child learn to read, head over to my website, littleslovelearning.com. While you're there, don't forget to join my email list so you stay up to date with all things early literacy. You can also find me over on Instagram at littleslovelearningblog. Happy learning!